Let's talk about Remembrance Day. Let's also discuss the first black female vice president. What about the COVID mink mutation in Denmark? And a whole lot more. This is Pablo from Hackney, and this is Pablo's podcast. Thank you for choosing Pablo's podcast today. Welcome. Although you may not always be able to avoid difficult situations, you can always modify the extent to which you suffer by how you choose to respond to the situation. The Dalai Lama. So this week has been a historic week for many, many reasons. So it's been the American election, the, the TV, media, everybody's been talking about it. And finally, after five days, Joe Biden has been announced as the 46th president of the USA. So no more Trump and his shenanigans, which is always a good thing. Um, but he's left a lot of mess um, and he's still... He's still carrying on, to be fair. I mean, we have to wait until the 20th of January, I think it is, before he's actually out of the house. Um, so, yeah, we'll see how that all pans out. But Camilla Harris has done a lot of firsts. She's the first female uh, African-American vice president. Um, she is the first woman to be vice president. So, yeah, it's um, historic times on many levels. So, um, Camilla Harris, is, um, her father, his name's Donald J. Harris, um, and he's an economist um, and a professor born in Jamaica, lives in America now, I believe. Um, and her mother, um, his name was Shamala Goplan, um, and she was a bio, bio, biological chemist, and she was born in India but lived in America. So she's of dual heritage. Um, it's going to be interesting hearing how uh, politicians and the media decide to, to speak about her, her heritage. I've heard a lot of different things. I've heard American, um, I've heard Asian-American, I've heard black Asian-American. It's really interesting. Um, I don't know if, I don't remember it being like that so much with, with um, Obama. You know, I don't think they, I mean, obviously, no, we know also he's dual, of a dual heritage, but I don't remember them talking about him being, you know, white American or, you know, talking about the, the dual heritage as much. Um, but yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting um, to see how that is. But at the end of the day, she's doing her thing. She's, you know, doing her first ever in America. So hats off to her. As I, as I always said, I don't really get caught up in the politics um side of things it's just it's just nice to see someone you know of african descent or who who comes from that lineage um getting into those positions you know so regardless of um who her mother and father are young black girls will be able to look at her and say you know what it's been done now and i can do that and for me that's a win you know so in regards to trump though like i said he's um he's still kicking and screaming saying that he's been robbed of the pre presidency it's illegal it's fraud um he's not presented any evidence for this though no evidence at all he's just saying a lot um but zero evidence um which kind of says it all um and even i mean even hours after it was announced he's still he's still saying um this election is far from over so you know, a, a bit of delusion, but it's, it's true to form. You know, he, one thing about that man, he's consistent with his stuff. You know, he's, always, he's been like that when he started 
and he's going to be like that to the end. So, yeah, it's going to it's going to be a lot more fun and games before this is all over. But um, well done to Joe Biden. Um, hopefully, he can do. To be fair, I don't think you could. He, could, he can't do any worse than 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 Donald Trump. I mean, they've already spoken about Donald Trump being the worst president ever. So, regardless of what Joe Biden does, um, he, he's onto a winner. You know. So yeah, new beginnings for America. Good stuff. So back over here in the UK, we are on our second lockdown until December the second. Uh, the furlough has been extended for us until 2021. Um, I'll, I'll be really surprised if this lockdown doesn't go beyond the 2nd of December, but we'll wait and see. Um, I think, sorry, I mean, the main difference with this one is, is you know, we're going to, the schools are staying open, and businesses, certain businesses are open, people can deliver food. Obviously, we can't go into restaurants and stuff, but it's going to be, Things are going to be open in that sense. So the streets are just as busy, but there are there are different rules which you, you'll have to look up. Um, but yes, um, I mean this whole lockdown release cycle, you know, I I I kind of think it, maybe there's some benefit in in setting your mind, you know, and just mentally to say, you know what, look, for the next five years, this is what life's going to be like. You know, sometimes we're going to be locked down, sometimes we're going to be released. And maybe that'll make it easier for people to kind of digest and kind of plan out and get on with their life. Um, so, yeah, maybe that's something to consider. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I suppose in, instead of, I mean, at the moment, what we've been doing is kind of... Um, panicking at the last minute you know numbers go up and then we lock down and it's just kind of random like that so maybe we need to maybe plan it out you know and and stop going on like we're going to solve this situation tomorrow this might be something we're going to have to live with you know so I think that's that's something we should really consider um obviously a lot of people most people are not happy with the lockdown to be fair um there was an anti-lockdown march in Trafalgar Square over 100 people arrested I think it was up to 200 people um but, it, but what it is, I mean, since the original lockdown, a lot of laws have changed, you know, and, and one of the laws are um, they brought in them th these draconian measures of, of you know, while, the, while we're in lockdown, you're not allowed to demonstrate, you know. You're not allowed to um, be meeting out with more than two people, I believe. Um, so basically, marching or anything is banned in England through, through the lockdown, so... So that's pretty much it. So um, I'm, I'm glad all the Black Lives Matter stuff, you know, they got to do that heavy, you know, through the summer. But, you know, while we're in lockdown, that definitely can't happen. But maybe maybe that's a good thing we got out in the summer because I don't know how many people would have come out through the winter, these winter months coming. So, yeah, so that's that's the state of play. And up in Liverpool, they're doing um, uh, citywide um, corona testing um, where they're, Basically, they're offering people um, repeat tests, regular repeat tests for a period of time. Um, and it's like a pilot scheme to see how it works. Um, but the truth is, I've, I've seen some things and reports about the accuracy. You know, there's some, some concerns about the accuracy of the tests. So we see how that goes. But from looking, looking at the, uh, the pictures and, and the videos and stuff, it seems people are getting on board with it and, and attending. So... It is voluntary, so I, I could imagine in some cities it would be crickets there. You know, some people just won't go. You know, people are a lot of people are not willing to do these tests unless they are sick. So, but obviously in Liverpool they they're getting on with it. So we'll, we'll see how that all pans out. So with this lockdown, obviously things like um, grassroots football, 
are is cancelled until December. Um, but it's it's odd because you know obviously grassroots football happens outside, you know, um, and it's and it's you know everybody's social distance as much as you can and whatnot. Um, but there hasn't been. I mean, the the government chief scientists. Um, have, the scientific advisors have said um, they're not aware of any cases of COVID being transmitted between children playing outdoor football. So really, I'm not sure why we need to have any restriction on young people running about outside, you know, getting fit, you know, continuing, you know, some kind of normality um, outside, both boys and girls. Um, and the truth is, <coughs> excuse me, the truth is in schools, um, they they're allowed to continue to do sports, you know. So it's not like kids are not doing sports at all. They are doing them in school, um, whether that's inside or outside. So really, I think there is a case really for for us to continue with this um, grassroots football outside, and maybe other sports as well for kids, you know. So hopefully they'll reconsider that one. Who knows? So yeah. So on a on a more regressive side. Um, there's been a mutation of the coronavirus, they say, in, um, in Denmark. Um, they found um, like 200, in 200 mink farms, because they, they do a lot of mink culling over there uh, for the fur and stuff. So in 200 mink farms, they found um, millions of minks, basically, uh, you know, and they've had to kill. They've had to, they've had to kill millions of minks um, because there's a COVID mutation that can pass from the minks to, hu to humans. Um, so this is going to cause significant problems, potentially, um, with the vaccines, because obviously the, all the vaccines that they've been, they've been testing and whatnot, it hasn't taken into account uh, a mutation via minks in Denmark. So they're literally, potentially, going to have to start their tests and, and everything else they was doing again. So, so yeah, and it's quite serious. I mean, the UK's um, imposed a ban on non-UK citizens from Denmark, um, due to concerns of, this, of spreading the, this new coronavirus strain um, to humans. So, um, so yeah, yeah it's, this is, that's going to be definitely something to, to look, to keep an eye on. And, and, and like I said, I think we, we could do a lot worse than just consider for the next five years, this is how life is going to be up, down, release, open, new virus, this, that, and the third. Um, and if anything gets sorted out in between that and it all goes away magically or whatever, then it's win-win, you know? So, but yeah, we, we all have to find our way, I suppose. We'll find our way how we get through it. So, um, sadly, um, there's been a couple of um, youth deaths um, over the past week. Um, my thoughts and prayers go out to these two um, young people who lost their life. So, Alexander John Soyoy um, died after a knife effect a knife attack in um, in Manchester, um, and an 18-year-old man's been arrested for that since, um, obviously, it's suspicion of murder. Um, so, yeah, hearts, thoughts go out to the family and friends, for sure. And a 24-year-old um, man, um, Nimroy Hendricks, was also stabbed to death on Tuesday um, in Crawley. Um, a 14-year-old girl has been charged with murder, and she was in court on Friday. So, yeah these you know my, my like I said my thoughts and prayers go out to them um it's just like I said the young people I, I mean I, I I'd much prefer to be doing this podcast and every week be able to not say nothing about you know young people um dying like that um, or just dying period um 
but it's, it's happening and, and I think it's something that we need to be aware of, you know, and we need to not be numb to it and, you know, just be mindful of it and, and do what we can do. So, uh, yeah, so sadly we lost two people this week. In regards to um, football, Ryan Sessigon, Sessignon, I always get that name wrong, but yes, um, footballer um, from Tottenham, he, he's, he's on loan to Hoffenheim. So he's received some racist abuse online. Um, nothing new, really. You know, um, the racism hasn't gone nowhere. You know, sometimes it gets suppressed and whatnot. But every once in a while, it pops its ugly head up. But he's receiving some racial abuse online. He took some screenshots of it and, and shared, you know, to just show, look, this is what I'm having to deal with. Um, but Tottenham's come out and, and said that they're supporting him. Um, I'm not sure how, they, how they're supporting him, but they're, they're saying they support him. Um and Raheem Sterling and Wilfred um, Zaha um, among the players um, calling for social media platforms to take stronger action, you know, against racism. Um, and, you know, as we know, they, they, when, they, when they are ready, they do take strong action. But I just hope that they do, do that now. And any time it comes up, regardless of who it's against, whether it's against blacks, Jews, Indians, homosexuals, whatever, you know, just... If it's, if, if it's bigotry, if it's racist, if it's any of those things, we need to be on top of it regardless. So, so yeah. Um, so, as a result of the attacks um, in Austria over the past weeks, um, the UK is now on severe terror threat. Severe um, terror threat. So, yeah, so basically that means um, an attack is highly likely. You know, so we have to be super vigilant. You know, obviously through lockdown, it, it helps because not a lot of people are out there and stuff. But obviously when we're out of lockdown, if we're going to work or whatever, we have to be vigilant and, you know, report anything we see suspicious because there's obviously something going on. There's been a lot of terrorist bits and pieces going off in Europe over the past week. So, yeah, let's be vigilant. Um, so also, I, I, was, I wasn't sure if I was going to talk about this, but, you know, I, I think I have to. Um, so the police have confirmed um, that there's a, this 18-year-old uh, man, boy, um, Harry Vaughan, um, he's 18 years old, from um, Tiffin Grammar School in Kingston. Um, so he's, he's been arrested um, and he's been convicted. Um, basically, it started off, he was boasting about, sh boasting about shootings, um, sharing explosive manuals, neo-Nazi propaganda online, um, expressing homophobic views, downloading indecent images of underage boys, um, and obviously he's been caught. So he pleaded guilty um, to these charges, and on Monday at the Old Bailey, he was sentenced to two years um, detention, suspended for two years. Now, I don't know if it's me or, or what, but those kind of charges and that kind of stuff going on um, I'm wondering why you would give somebody like that a suspended sentence. Um, and what comes to mind, if I'm fair, is, is, is the Lammy report. Um, that, that really just comes to mind because that speaks about how different people are treated differently once they come up in front of a judge based on how they look, yeah, based on their race. Um, so if you haven't read the Lammy report, it's definitely worth um, having a read. But like I said, I'm pretty sure if this young boy was, um, I don't know, Muslim, I don't know, black, 
I don't know, anything else but um, British, I, I can't see the judge looking at those charges and giving them um, a two-year suspended sentence. You know, make up your own mind. You know, have, have a look at it. But um, yeah, Harry Vaughan is his name. So, in regards to um, Stephen Lawrence's murder, uh, there's been some, some news that the Met Police could face criminal charges still um, in regards to that. So, four ex-senior um, um, Scotland Yard officers from the original investigation may um, face criminal charges, the watchdog says. So, so yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, that, this is going back to 1993 um, when Stephen Lawrence was 18 years old and his life was taken. So... So, yeah, um, and it comes off the back of a six-year probe into, um, so, so not into, but a six-year probe by the Independent um, police Office office for Police Conduct. So, so yeah, um, I, hope, I hope they do the right thing, you know. I mean, I, I really, I feel it for the family still because, you know, this thing never seems to be going away. It's like a drip, drip feed over the year you know, of pain and remembering and, and going over stuff. But um, hopefully we're getting close to the end. And, and obviously I'm mindful there are still um, people that were involved on, with that murder that haven't been found or, you know, convicted, etc. So, so yeah, that's, that's what's going on with that. And also um, in regards to the Windrush, um, the Windrush situation, there, there were at least nine um, people died before getting their compensation. So in, 90, in 2018, um, the compensation scheme was launched. But, but like I said, there's like nine people that you know, died before that. So I'm wondering how they're going to address that, whether they give the compensation to the family or they just kind of write it off. But it's, it's just sad that the, these people, you know, that gave their, their time and their, their taxes and, and all of that, um, to to the UK had to die um, feeling rejected and ejected from 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 British society, you know, through no fault of their own, you know, but they'll they'll never find that out. So, so yeah, very sad. The legacy of that whole Windrush um, cabacle. Um, so this Sunday is Remembrance Sunday. So obviously it's going to be a little bit different this year, um, us being in lockdown. Um, but I believe it's still going to be going on. Um, the service is still going to be at the, um, the Cenotaph. Um, but the, it will be a closed ceremony. So there will be certain people there for obvious reasons. But it still be broadcasted on, on BBC One at 10.15. So, um, so yeah, but... so. I mean, when when I when I nowadays when I think about um, Remembrance Sunday, I really, you know, I, I think about the people that that looked like me that were involved. You know, I remember, you know, speaking about people like the American um, 369th um, Black Infantry Regiment, the famous Senegalese Turalas, um, the Spahi cavalrymen from North Africa, Britain's King's African Rifles. Um, the British West Indian Regiment, you know, um, and, and the fact that, you know, over six, it was like 600,000 um, people of African descent fought in British um, World War II and another 1,500 in World War I, you know. So, so yeah, it's, um, it, as time's gone on, it means it more and more to me, you know, and that's, you know, as a kid, it didn't mean nothing to me. You know, having a poppy, you know, it just didn't mean... I had no connection with it for years. 
Um, and that's, that's because I'll, you know, I grew up at a time when they were not teaching a full and accurate history, you know, so how could I feel connected to it? But as I'm learning and, you know, I've gone out of my way to learn certain things, I feel connected to it because I know I'm connected to it. I know my ancestors, I know my, you know, Africans, you know, people of African descent were involved, you know, and that definitely wasn't highlighted as I was growing up, you know. Um, and I'm just glad now, you know, we've got a, um, a site, you know, in Brixton um, where they, where we, like a memorial site for the Caribbean War Memorial, you know. So, so we've actually got a space where we can gather and, and, and give thanks and remember, you know. Um, obviously, again, that's going to be a bit limited this year, but it is there for future years. Um, so, yeah. It's, um, it's, so it is important and, it, and, and, and we are all connected to it. We are all connected to it. And that's, that's the thing. That's the good thing about history, man. If, if we know history and it's full in its entirety, we, we, we do different things. We make different choices. So for me, one of the choices I make is I do take the time out to remember um, fallen soldiers, especially the ones I just mentioned. Um, and what I am going to do this this. Tomorrow, yeah, I mean, what I am going to do this week, sometime this week, probably tomorrow, I will be watching Red Tails. So that's, if you haven't, I've seen it before, um, but it is a good movie and it's quite timely with this um, Remembrance Day. So Red Tails is a movie based on um, historic um, Tuscany airmen um, of 1944, starring Cuba, Gooden Jr. and Terence Howard. Um, and a few other, there's a few other um, famous stars, a couple of English actors in there as well. Um, but you can catch it on um, Amazon Prime at the moment. So I'll be, I'll be checking that out once again. So this week's books um, to, uh, recommendation is Anti-Racist Ally by Sophia Williams, who is a leading anti-racism advocate and activist. So that's the recommended book for this week. And as I always say, um, you know, we're going for it in many different ways, but there is so much for us to do, so many opportunities. And look, if, if, we're, if we're still well, we've still got our health, we're still above ground, we're still breathing, you know, we've still got our mental faculties, there's things we can do, there's things we can do, you know, but we have to put ourselves in that positive mind frame, you know, to move forward you know, to overcome hurdles, you know, as we do. So, yeah, we, there, there's lots for us to do, you know. Um, so it's just about what you focus on. You know, if we focus on the negatives, then we're not going to feel that, that good about things. But if we focus on the positives and the opportunities and the things we can do and our loved ones and, you know, just being a nice person generally, um, yeah, we, we, we're going to feel a lot better and we're going to get a lot more done. So thank you again for choosing Pablo's podcast today and hopefully you can join me in the next one. Until then, take care and be nice to each other. Thank you for listening to Pablo's podcast. I'm Pablo from Hackney and you can catch me next week for more healthy discussion.